Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. So we're coming into the final weeks of one of the craziest, most chaotic, and confused years ever. For a lot of us, 2020 has been the equivalent of biting down on a fork and scraping it against our teeth, all while getting bitten by fire ants in a porta potty that's tipping over. So not good. There's been a ton of conflict in the world, and that conflict has trickled down into some of our closest relationships. Political disputes and disagreement over how to deal with racial injustice. These types of things have all started at at a miles high level but they've seeped down into friendships and families. And as a result, people have been cut off because of who they voted for, because of what they said about what was happening in the world, or even what they didn't say. Top it all off with the fact that a lot of us are feeling super isolated from work, school, church, and family gatherings. And this year has been like eating a mayonnaise sundae with black licorice sprinkles. In other words, really gross. Just this week, My little dog got bit by my big dog and we had to take her to the emergency vet to get stitches to the tune of $750. And while we decided that she was worth it, she is just barely worth it. And then the next day, a jug of water fell over in my car and without my knowledge, it slowly emptied itself out into the backpack containing my more than $2,000 MacBook Pro which is now a MacBook No, I don't work anymore. Or maybe you could call it a MacBook paperweight at this point. In the span of 24 hours, we lost $3,000. We didn't know we were gonna be losing it. And so whether it's the conflicts that we all have in common or our own personal little catastrophes like we had this week, we're all in the same boat to one degree or another. Feels like we've just been holding our breath all year just to make it through which is why I wanna take the last weeks of 2020 to just exhale, to breathe out and to let go of all the tension and conflict and anxiety that we've been holding onto and to find some peace. Now, the great news is that peace is findable. Now, not just an absence of conflict, because as Jesus said to himself, in this world, we will have many trials and sorrows. I mean, if peace was just the absence of conflict, according to Jesus, we would never have it. But the good news is that peace is more than just not having conflict and disturbance. So we can experience peace and conflict at the same time because peace is found in the presence of Jesus, not in the absence of conflict, which is why Jesus said in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is is not a gift the world can give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Whatever you are facing or feeling or going through, you can have peace in Jesus, which is great. But if you're like me and your dog just got bit and has stitches, (laughs) I want some specifics, some more info on what that means and how to get it. And if you're like me, you are in luck because Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he breaks it down for us. But before we get back to that, I think a little bit of background on Paul is pretty important because 
Paul did not live what I think we would call a peaceful life. In fact, if anyone was living that hashtag 2020 life long term, it was Paul. You see, Paul started off hating Christians. He wanted to wipe Christianity out. He, he actively worked to see Christians beaten, arrested, and put in prison. Literally, the first mention we have of Paul in the New Testament is when he was an accomplice to the first murder of a Christian for their beliefs. And in a crazy turn of events, Paul becomes a Christian. Now, as you could probably suspect early on, there was definitely conflict between him and the other early followers of Jesus. But the list of awful things that Paul went through, it just started there with that conflict. You see, in Paul's life, he had rocks thrown at him by an angry mob until they thought he was dead. He was constantly on the run from people who were trying to kill him for spreading the gospel. He was arrested. He spent years in jail. He, he survived a shipwreck at sea. And the dude was bitten by a poisonous snake. And all throughout his life as a church planter, a person who started and pastored churches, he consistently had people inside the church and outside the church who were mad at him and disagreed with him because they didn't like how he was doing things. All Paul was missing was stinking COVID. And if he'd had that, he would have filled up his worst life ever bingo card like that. On the surface of Paul's life, no one would expect him to say that he lived a life of peace. But look what he said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. He said, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Paul says this. He says, live how I live and do what I teach and you will experience God's peace like I do because I experience God's peace. But there's this phrase he uses that I think is really important for us to hold on to in all of this. When he says, keep putting it into practice. A lot of us think about peace as this hidden treasure, this thing that we discover, right? And once we find it, we'll just have it forever. But that's not how Paul sees it. He describes peace as a byproduct of something that we practice. Peace is something that is a result of something we work at, of following Jesus, of living in Christ. Because when it comes to peace, practice makes perfect. Have you ever heard of, of Dude Perfect? Dude Perfect is a YouTube channel and it's a group of guys who on their channel, they do all sorts of crazy and seemingly impossible trick shots. So let me give you an example, check this out. Let's go, come on. Let's go. Got it. You gotta stay on a straight line. Ready? Here we go. go! This is the world's largest slingshot! Go! Come on! Come on, coach, be there! Let's be go! There. Let's go! Yeah. Okay, these guys are sinking shots like this all the time. And and what they do is right in their name. Dude, it's perfect. You have to be perfect to make an insane shot like this one. But you aren't seeing the whole story. Check this out. Everyone is convinced that you guys are, are sneakily getting these trick shots, that this is, this is not, this couldn't possibly be real. We kind of take that as a compliment because, I mean, you gotta be really smart to be able to do that. <laughs> uh, we just, uh, we don't have that capability. I'm glad they think that highly of us. They say it's all real, no tricky camera edits. 
This is the Juju Trust Shop. It really is just try, 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 and try again. Which is why when they finally make the shot, they celebrate like they've just won the Super Bowl. There we go. See, all you had to do is trust me. What's the longest it's taken you to, to get something? Probably the slingshot that we did. That one was over a span of basically two full days of trying that shot. Be there. Be there. That one amazing shot took two days and dozens and dozens and dozens of practice shots. It may feel like experiencing God's peace is an impossible trick shot that you could just never make. But Paul says it just takes some practice. You can experience peace a little bit of practice. And there are two things that he highlights in the pursuit of, of finding peace. These things that are super important for us. Practicing how we pray and how we think. Philippians 4.6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. First thing we need to do to find peace is to practice praying. Prayer is absolutely essential and at the dead center of experiencing God's peace. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 14.33 says this, that God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. God is a God of peace. It's a natural outflow of who he is. And prayer allows us to draw closer to him by both recognizing what he's done for us and by continuing to acknowledge that we still need him, by telling him what we need and thanking him for all he's done. When we pray, we practice the discipline of trusting him. And when we put our trust in God, he responds by giving us peace. Trust in God is everything. I mean, look at the clear connection Paul makes between prayer and peace in Philippians 4, 6. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Pray. And then he says this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Practicing prayer will bring you peace. But Paul continues, he doesn't stop there. And he shares this other discipline that we need to work on. To find peace, we need to practice prayer, but we also need to practice thinking. Okay, so when I say practice thinking, I'm not saying that you aren't thinking all the time, okay? I mean, your, your mind is probably working. Although some of us have the ability to shut our brains off when we're posting on social media. Ba-boom. Yeah, never mind. Terrible. So it's not just about when we are thinking or how often we are thinking. It's about how we are thinking. Paul continues to write in Philippians 4 verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. There's that word practice. And then when you do all of this, the God of peace will be with you. Some of us live in such a negative headspace 
we we all know someone who has who always sees the glasses as half empty, right? Or we know someone who always believes the worst about other people. They always expect the worst out of life, the worst outcomes. Maybe you're that person. Maybe it's you who thinks that way. And maybe maybe you think that's just how you were wired. You think it's just how you are. But can I prevent, present a different theory? Perhaps you have a negative headspace, not because you are wired that way, but because it's how you have practiced thinking negatively. The reason we're so good at thinking ne- negatively is because we work so hard at it and we practice it so often. But Paul says, listen, peace is a byproduct of having a mind that's focused not on bad things, but on the best things, on God things. And when we practice focusing our mind on the good things of God, it's like planting a a seed of peace that we can know for sure will grow into a full-size tree. Paul says in Romans 8, 6, letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. When it comes to peace, practice makes perfect, which leads us to the perfect part. And I love this verse. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You, to God, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Perfect peace. God's peace is perfect. It's making that once-in-a-lifetime impossible shot but it can happen all the time, every day. When we practice prayer, it develops our trust in God, which leads us to perfect peace. When we practice keeping our thoughts fixed on good things and on God things, it leads us to perfect peace. Peace is not a nearly impossible shot that we only have one chance at. It's something that the more we practice, the more we'll experience. So this week, Let's put into practice the things Paul did so that we can also experience the peace that Paul had. Let's practice prayer. Let's practice fixing our thoughts on God. And as we do, let's allow God to keep us in his perfect peace, a peace that's available to you and to me. No matter the circumstance or situation we're facing, no matter how many stitches our dog got, no matter how jacked up our computer is, no matter what's happening in our lives, we can know God's peace. So let's start practicing it and see what he does in our lives. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.